So apparently we'll use his tampons to... Uh... Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll use like one of my wife's tampons. Well, I, I mean... bled through like like uh, four of, or three of them. I add one every time I, I tell the story. But yeah, so now we're up to like five. So that, I bled through like five of them. That, that's what they're designed uh, for. This is uh, Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex here for the Hobbyplex show podcast. And uh, I got I got word just probably 10 minutes before I came into the studio that uh, Will's not going to be here tonight. He's uh, he's had a little thing going on and uh, he's getting it taken care of tonight. And I don't really know if he wants to have what it is out there or not. So I'm uh, I'm not going to say what's going on, but uh, he's fine. He's safe. Everything's good. It's just that uh, he won't be on the show tonight. So for the first time ever, I'm going to try to carry the show by myself. I don't know. I mean, we do the after hour show, so I'm used to talking to myself. I've actually talked to myself my whole life, to be honest with you. Like, that's just what I do. I just talk to myself all the time. Yeah. So I'm going to give you guys a rundown tonight. So uh, I'm going to be talking about the schedule maybe for next year that I kind of came up with including the um, indoor national series from J concepts. They just dropped the, um, the series schedule for next year, which includes us. There is um, uh, some new products that showed up at the Plex today and that came in over the weekend um, that I could probably hit since uh, we don't do that very often enough. And then um, of course we got to get our pivot break in there. I'm going to try to interact with the chat. Um, if you want me to drop everything we're doing, and just and just do something in the chat. You got to drop a super chat, otherwise I'm gonna ignore it until the very end. So if you got something that's pressing, I'll do my best to uh, to answer it. And uh, uh, but you gotta if you want it right away, you gotta you gotta give us some money. <laughs> uh, what else do we got going on? Um, as always, you can become a Patreon member as uh, as the new year approaches. Um, you know we're gonna try to keep this going, and uh, you know the studio time and the uh, effort that my sister and her company put into this or my brother-in-law, um, you know, deserve some financial compensation. So, uh, so with that, uh, we're going to try to go forward without will is Richard on here. I am. Hey dude. Okay. So, uh, before we get going with anything, two things, I wanted to watch the, the South park post COVID. Uh, Oh yeah. I still want to, I still need to see that dude. Okay. It's funny. But it's funny in a totally different way that South Park is usually funny. So I'm not going to spoil anything. It's just, it's funny, but it's different kind of funny than the standard South Park stuff. At least that's what I thought. Um, But with my free Paramount Plus membership for a week, I got to actually go in and watch Picard. Nice. And I know that we like Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, all that good stuff here. And uh, we've, we've talked about, you know, Deep Space Nine and, and next gen and you know you know all the original stuff but uh yeah your, your sister uh, marjorie is currently on a a deep dive rewatch of all things star trek right now She's yeah in the middle of um deep space nine right now yeah i i i recently rewatched uh deep space nine and i think i kind of lost interest after the next generation so i never really gave it a go and it was interesting to me as to, again it's kind of totally different from the next generation and what i liked about next generation very much so i uh uh I like going back and rewatching shows of the next generation to go to sleep with because it puts me in a happy place because that's when with me and my parents and stuff, you know, we'd watch, sit down and watch Star Trek all the time. And so 
brings back those nice, warm, fuzzy feelings, and I'm able to go to sleep nicely. But, okay, so I watched the first two episodes when Picard first came out, and what was that, like two years ago now? Yeah, it's been about two years now. Holy yeah. crap. Okay, so I, I did, so I kind of have a feeling I know what's going on, but I finally watched the rest of it, and holy crap. I don't get, <laughs> I don't get how, I don't get how shows like that can have a lower than, say, 90% tomatoes score. No kidding. The, this, the storytelling in this, uh, in, in this series is epic. Dude, it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And the, there's a couple twists. I'm not going to spoil anything if you've never seen it, but there was some of the twists and stuff that, that, that came up. And I have two gripes, though, and I might spoil it since, since we've all seen it. And it, I, our viewers are RC people. They probably don't give a crap. Well, if they haven't seen it by this time, then. Yeah, yeah screw them. Fine. Okay, first off, uh, I, I do have a little qualm with how Data looked. <laughs> like, I get, I get that Brent Spiner's old now, and yeah. I, and I really liked how they reused him for um, uh, the Doctor. I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, new, uh, 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 the new other, the, the brother soon or whatever. Yeah. Um, but when it came to the actual Data, even at the beginning, I was a little put off by his by his hairpiece. <laughs> it, it looked like it didn't fit very well. Uh, I think um, I think trying to make him look data esque was a uh, a huge task, and they didn't really pull it off as well as they thought they would be, be able to. Yeah, because he's supposed to be ageless. I know exactly, <laughs> and you could kind of see. I, I you know I kind of saw it, and I'm like, oof. Yeah, man. And then the only other thing that I got that I didn't like from it the 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 doctor that tried to get data and then and then didn't get data from season two or whatever. What's his name? Starts with an M. Uh, oh, geez. The, his girlfriend, the other scientist who killed him. Uh, Can't remember her name either now. See, I'm not really prepared for this, but I, but <laughs> I kind of forgot that I had saw it and then I wanted to tell you guys about it. And I'm like, well, since Will's not here, let's just bring it on the show anyways. Anyways, she killed that dude, that guy. Right? Murdered him. Right. And then at the end of the show, they, she just gets to trounce off in the universe with Picard and the rest of the crew. Yeah, no consequences. No at, consequences whatsoever. That was the only two things that I noticed. That I that caught me. I was like, huh? That was a big one. They're not taking her to Deep Space 12 to, <laughs> to get punished for killing a major player in cybernetics and... Okay. Cool. This is a this this is a a different Starfleet. I guess it, it's that that's that's one of the reasons why that's one of the reasons why uh, uh, Picard got out because he saw that's the, true. He saw things changing. Yeah, that's Starfleet true. that he didn't quite agree with. And I got to say that um, Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sirtis really were allowed to properly act in right. their in their episode because. I thought like, uh, for instance, in the Nemesis movie, which nobody likes, yeah. I kind of like it, but yeah, nah, a, not really. They weren't really allowed to act, it seemed like. They were confined. And in, and, and in the episode, I think it's episode six, Nepenthe or whatever. Right. Like both of them are allowed to actually like, like act. Yeah. And it, yeah, to simply be the characters. Yeah. Characters. I really liked that a lot. I thought that was a good, good way to. Outside, the, outside of the confines of. Starfleet. Yes. Just being regular people. And they pulled it off really well. 
Yes. Okay. Uh, well, we got 16 people watching. So while I'm talking about something they probably don't give a crap about, <laughs> I'm going to say one more thing too. And I thought this was really funny. I actually put this on my uh, uh, Facebook too. I also found, I made it a Peacock account because the free version, because I think, I think I'll be able to watch Supercross on it. I think should I should be know. able to, I should be able to anyways. Uh, so I tried, so there's this, so I tried to watch say the new episodes of Saved by the bell, the new version. And it's terrible. Like it's completely unwatchable. It's one of the worst shows I think I've seen in a really long time. Well, I, I got to ask you this. Were you expecting much more? Well, yeah, I know. See, I like Saved by the Bell, the original one. And, and, uh, cause I don't know, it's again, it's a nineties thing. So I kind of, yeah, oh, I'm kind of used it. to it. I get it. But the only reason why I wanted to watch it was because apparently in season two, they make a reference to Elizabeth Berkeley uh, oh, and her showgirls time. <laughs> and so I wanted to watch that episode and I did. And it's, it's actually kind of funny. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it, like the actual, like the actual kids that are there are completely, it's unwatchable. It is so bad that uh, I'll never turn it on again. But I just, I wanted to see the little snippet of, of uh, stuff where they referenced her time in Vegas, which is hilarious. <laughs> I feel your pain. I really do. Because I felt the same way when they rebooted uh, Boy, Meets, uh, Boy Meets World. Yeah, Boy Meets girl, World. Girl Meets World. Yeah. And I was really excited about that. I thought it could be a really interesting take. What I thought was a really cool show. But they failed miserably. and It was awful. It was disappointing. Yeah. I get it. Bad. <laughs> so enough of that. Sorry, I, I just had to include that because I had to get some stuff off my chest today. I was going to try to bring this up with Will, but he's not here. And I know that he wouldn't, he wouldn't have seen either one of those. So he would have just been sitting there staring at me, making, you know, nodding his head, <laughs> being bored out of his mind. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, That's my Will impression. Yeah, I've actually lost. I'm looking at the watchers now. We've actually lost like four watchers. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Come back. What's new? Uh, one thing for you guys that are watching real quick before we're going to um, move on to the schedule stuff, but check this out. This is super awesome. So these are Team Losi Boss Claws. These are new in package, new old stock, basically. We didn't have these at the Hobby Town. I actually got these off of uh, Facebook. Somebody was trying to sell them, and I ended up trading uh, a servo for both pairs of these. These are the, um, I was told by uh, Richard Trujillo a long time ago that these have, were actually the uh, best-selling tire of all time from Team Losi, which I kind of found hard to believe because Team Losi had been making tires for a long time, and I figured the Ipmar pin would have been that, but, uh, but he said, no, these were. So these worked remarkably well back in the day. Um, when I say that, it's like 2008 to like 2011 or so when we used to do the 2.2, uh, twin frame rail crawling st stuff. But to be honest with you, I don't even know what to do with these because they're not legal in any of the competitions that we do now. But, and I already have a set of these on my original comp crawler that I bought back um, last summer. So these might just be like shelf queens pieces, which sounds weird for tires, but that's a, this is a legit like rare find. And uh, I'm really excited about that. So I just wanted to show you guys. 
Um, okay, so since we're here by myself, um, I jotted down some stuff to talk about. And uh, let's do first things first. This show is always brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. And if you mention our show to uh, Don Zeller or Aiden Olson's dad, who I actually got to see this weekend because Aiden Olson raced as well. They was home for Thanksgiving from college. You can get a $500 lender credit or 0.125 off an interest rate if you go through with a home loan or refinance. Um, there's actually a house right across the street from me that's for sale. So uh, you should look into that. It's 147th and Young. And it's a ranch. It's the ranch that's uh, got one extra bedroom other than mine. So when when my wife and I bought our house, uh, we have a uh, three-bedroom and a uh, nice ranch. Kind of small, you know, but for us, for, for a family of three, it's perfect. Um, the one across the street from us is just a tad bit bigger. It was the next size up that we couldn't afford. So uh, it's a nice house. And it's on a corner lot, which is nice, too. Please won't you be my neighbor. But anyways, enough of that. Uh, so again, thanks to them for uh, sponsoring the show, being able to bring it to you uh, weekly. Remember, next week we will not have a show because it's uh, the first Monday of the month, which means that I have the end, the weekly, the monthly managers meeting at the Plex. And so uh, after that, I'm going home. So tonight's uh, you're going to have a couple weeks off with no will. I feel bad. I feel weird about that. And then we're going to have a Christmas break. We're not going to be doing any shows during Christmas break either. So if it's anything like last year, I didn't do a YouTube video for like two weeks straight and I started getting messages on YouTube asking me what was up. And I'm like, dude, it's Christmas. <laughs> What's new? Uh, so today we got in the new Axial Capra uh, rear steer. Um, got a couple of those. Um, they're rear steer category three rock crawlers out of the box. Really awesome vehicle. I've been thinking about getting one, but I, I've got to stop spending money on RC cars which is never going to happen, but you know what I mean? Uh, and then uh, we got in the new version of the uh, Sen F450. It's this big, giant dually truck um, with a trailer hitch. A lot of guys have been buying them and then putting their crawler or their onward car, like Drifter or whatever, on a trailer behind it. It's pretty cool looking. I think they had two new colors and, and they upgraded some stuff. So we got those in today. We got a more, couple more Kyosho onward cars with some different bodies on them. What did we get in? We got a 69 Chevy Camaro. And a 1970 Dodge Charger. That's great. And then we got in the new DR10. So it's that Lucas Oil edition. We didn't do it, go too crazy with that because um, the other versions, honestly, haven't been selling that well now that it's winter time for us. And that's kind of over. Well, what else did we get in? I got in a new, like, three in one camber gauge and uh, ride height gauge from Yeah Racing that I saw that A Main had. We get in. Gosh darn it. We got in, uh, we got in those new Hyrax. SCX24, uh, pre-mounted wheels and tires. That's all new stuff. So it's kind of weird. We've managed to get in a bunch of new stuff. There's not anything crazy coming out. That's the one thing that I think is kind of missing. I thought I turned that down. It's like, um, you know, like, like when the Slash came out and everybody went crazy there for a while. Or when, what was the next vehicle that was kind of like that? You know, anytime that there's a new associated offered car or something like that, there's some hype around it for a while. We really haven't had anything like that for a bit. I thought the infraction and the uh, vendetta was going to be that way, but it really, really hasn't taken off that much. They still sell really well because they're reasonably priced. But uh, anyways, this is really weird, by the way, just being here with me trying to talk 
about RC stuff and not have Will chiming in. It's just like Thursday night. Ah, no, but Thursday night's different. I'm working on stuff and I'm looking at the chat and I'm trying to actually get something done. <laughs> you know, we're here. I'm supposed to just like, I'm supposed to just talk about stuff for, for an hour and a half or whatever it is. Hey, I brought this up before we started, but I have an idea for making a next door post. You guys know what next door is? That's it's, that uh, thing. That it's a neighborhood this, thing. Yeah. It's this really crappy app now where you get to complain about your neighbors. Yeah. The only thing that makes it different from Facebook is everybody, it, your address and stuff is usually on there. So people know who you are and where you live. Oh, really? But I saw, I saw something really funny the other day. It was, there was a complaint about cats and uh, cats that are outdoor cats. Right. And I'm like, dude, they're cats. And this lady's like, what if it attacks my children? What? And I'm like, I have never in my life heard of a, even a feral cat for that matter, attacking somebody's children. Yeah, generally that doesn't happen. Generally that doesn't happen. So we have these every year, right around this time in the fall. Oh, hold on. Peter Renault wants to know, what did you do to Will? I was late. Will's sick, basically. So he won't be, he might chime in in the chat later. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways. Okay. So going back to what I have. So every, every fall, uh, we usually have for the last couple of years, a couple of big owls, like hoot owls or, or are they barn owls, barnyard the big ones, the really big ones. Yeah, yeah. All right. So one night, a couple of years ago, I took a Traxxas alias quadcopter, okay? It was hooting so much that I, it was keeping me up. And so I took this little quadcopter and I flew it right at the owl to scare it away. And it took, it took basically getting within two feet of it for it to actually freak out and finally fly away and be quiet for a little while, right? But ever since then, I've been kind of been chill with it. I'm like, oh, the owls are back. That's pretty cool. And you can you can go outside, and if it's a nice night out and like the moon's out, you can kind of see they're almost as big as the chimney. Like the house behind us, there's there's the house, and then there's a chimney, and then if you look closely here in the dark, there's a there's a big ass owl just yeah, just huge hooting away. Right? I'm surprised that he didn't take a run at the. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, me too. But here's the thing: what I want to do, I want to make a next door post, and I want to say something to the effect of. Who is letting their stupid owls out of the house <laughs> to hoot all night and poop in our yards? And what if they attack my children? <laughs> and then I want to like, I want to see what happens because inevitably somebody will take it seriously and be like, this is a serious issue. This is a serious issue. Are you trying to, are you making fun of me and my cat post about my cats? How dare you? I'm offended. He deserved to be people. Yeah. You know what's funny about Nextdoor, too, is there's been quite a few people that have moved to Nebraska, and I'm sure in other places of the country that that actually, you know, are operating somewhat normally nowadays. Uh-huh. But there's been quite a few people that have moved to these, to Omaha, from places like, say, Oregon and California. And they're getting on there, and they are spouting the most ridiculous crap that I cannot believe it. Like, like this one lady was on there and she's like, why, why she literally wrote this. Why do you guys rake your leaves? Oh yes. And I'm like, well, because it's the, if you got a lot of trees in your yard, leaves can actually damage your yard. Plus also it looks like crap. Plus they blow all over your neighbor's yard, which probably is a nice thing to do. So you should probably just be a responsible homeowner and pick up your leaves. There was somebody on there that wanted to like, they were talking about how they would rather just have yards being or grass being banned. 
which I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with. I wouldn't have a problem with either because then I would have to mow it. Exactly. But, but the thing is, like, like you can actually grow grass here. Right. Whereas, and we don't have a water crisis here. But if you're from Southern California or Arizona, yeah, you probably got a water crisis. It sucks. You don't, you, I get why they don't have grass in their yards instead of rocks and stuff. Right. But I was like, it's certainly not the case. Come on now. Between that and, um, like, know your weeds, know your audience. For God's sake, just know your audience. <laughs> it's called responsible homeownership. That's all. Mow your grass, pull your weeds, rake your leaves. I don't understand the uh, the uh, the idea of having your yard overrun by dandelions and uh... Gretchen hates that. <laughs> so she's she's really she's so my wife does my wife's hobby is basically our house right, and I'm I'm lucky enough to have married a woman that lets me basically uh, spend money like it's water on stupid stuff like RC cars and planes and scooters and stuff and, and food. I spent a lot of money on food and her, her, her thing is as long as the bills are paid, that's fine. Her thing is, is the house in the yard. So when like the neighbors up the street, when they don't mow, like when it gets to like jungle grass, Mm -hmm. she's one of those. that's like, Oh, what do I have to do to get them to mow their lawn? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you go knock on the door and find out? Why don't you offer your services? Why don't you just go up there with our lawnmower and mow it for them? Or make Emerson do it. And, uh, but also the same thing about weeds. Like, like, you know, another neighbor somewhere will have just overrun yard, just, just weed central dandelions everywhere. And she'll be like, Oh God, look at that. That's terrible. So yeah, I want to make an extra post. Basically just satire. You should do uh, about yeah. the owls. Do it. I was thinking about doing it once about raccoons too. <laughs> you know, possums. Because like, like, we. The thing is, and uh, Gretchen brings up the bug issue every once in a while. Like, oh my god, there's bugs in her house, and I'm like, babe, we took over a prairie where there's bugs that live that lived here before we did. So yeah, you're going to have bugs in your house every once in a while. It's the same sort of thing with coyotes, foxes, raccoons, uh, rabbits. You know, these were all things that were living here long before we moved into the neighborhood. And you see on these on the Nextdoor app all the time, like somebody will you will get on there and go, "Oh my God, I saw a coyote! Everybody, hide your dogs!" <laughs> and it's like, yeah, they could eat your dog. I, trust me, my sister know all about my sister and I know all about that. But we also lived in the country, you know. I don't know. Just it's kind of funny. I just want to blow it up every once in a while. I want to troll so hard on that thing, but I know that because my face is on there and my address is on there, and people could probably figure out where I live and who I work for too. So uh, I don't. I don't know. If it was anonymous, I'd be all over it. <laughs> Back to Hobbyplex stuff. Let's see. Before we do this, schedule things. Speaking of schedule. Stand by. For an Alex Sturgeon shameless plug. January 14th through the 16th, uh, yours truly will be race director. I'll be managing the Salt City Classic for high performance hobbies again. And uh, if you're one of those out there that really likes dirt racing and aren't going to take you away from the Hobbyplex carpet racing that we have going on that weekend, Come on down, get entered when they call for it. Just uh, look up uh, high performance hobbies. That's high, like H I like high 
high performance hobbies. Find them on Facebook. It's in Hutchinson, Kansas. It's the same place that had the Fall Classic. These races have been going on almost as old as uh, Will, actually, 30-something years. So I get to go down there and run that race again. The last time I went, so if you didn't get to go to the Fall Classic, I think it's Salt City Challenge. That's what the official name is. So I want to talk a little bit about the Hobbyplex schedule before we get to results here real quick. So this whole year has kind of been going back to normal for us. So in the past, we've kind of managed it. So we have our big race at the start of the uh, our big 10 scale race at the start of the season. And then we've always had either a big race at the start of the eight scale season, or we just kind of went into the winter series, which is what we did this year. Last year, our winter series got interrupted by the INS race that we held in February. Uh, I was not a fan of having that race in February for a couple of reasons, but one of the major ones is like, you know, we get blizzards and stuff and it's possible. Right. And if, if that happens, then, then, you know, crap, like, you know, that race could get ruined basically because people would not be able to get here on time that, you know, and then it would just turn into a thing to give everybody their money back, all that stuff. But also it's cold in February. Typically it's cold. The last couple of years before last year, it wasn't. So I wasn't that worried about it. And then all of a sudden the one year that we scheduled something there where we needed it to not be as cold, it was like zero for three weeks. So J concepts kind of re re-engineered their INS races to move the races around to where in my opinion, it's a lot more appropriate for some of these tracks to hold the race. For instance, the hobby action is going to host the finals and that's in December and that's in Arizona in December. That's a perfect time to go to Arizona. SDRC in San Diego is running the February round this time. And that is a perfect time to go to California in February. Hopefully the, you know, what crap going on and picking up steam again, doesn't hit that race hard. I thought we were over that sort of thing, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. But that being said, I think the spring race is in Virginia. I kind of lobbied for us to have the spring one for a long time because I feel like our track is at its best, absolute best, in either April, April and May, you know, that time period, and September and October, that time period, because it's not crazy hot. It's not crazy cold. It's kind of right in the middle. Um, you don't get the roof drip really that bad when it's uh when it's nice out however that being said you know our summer series is really really popular i didn't realize this but it gets a lot of attention to who wins you know say the mod classes and stuff especially because we've had guys like tom and alex and mason and jared you know those guys come up for both the winter series and the and the, and the summer series so uh, we agreed to hold the race in july so we're having it july the week of July 10th, I think is what it is. So let me see here. So July 8th through the 10th, that is, we have the summer round of the summer series. And because of that, and thankfully we didn't get Nats. I put in for Nats, the Roar Nats. We didn't get it. I'm kind of happy we didn't get it now because that would have been the following month. And to be honest with you, that was going to be a lot of work for me. And, you know, I like work. I don't like that much work, right? So, so basically the summer series tentative schedule i want to announce right now so the protex race the protec off-road race is going to be april 22nd through the 24th that's a week after the weekend after um, easter our first summer series race should be may 14th the june round is still up in the air there's a crawling event that i want to go to in colorado and i won't know the june round until they announce that date so there's a crawling event going on in ohio 
on the 4th of June. And my guess is they're going to try to schedule around that. So hopefully our event will be June 4th. But it'll be either be the 4th or the 11th, okay? But chances are it's going to be June 4th. And then uh, July has five weekends in it. And so we're going to have a fifth round, uh, or I'm sorry, a third round in July. So we got May, June, July 30th will be the uh, third round of the summer series. The week before that, yours truly is going to be uh, running a race for Talking Fish RC. Talking Fish RC. At, uh, in Wichita for a nitro outdoor event. So um, that worked out just fine. Then the summer series, August round should be August 20th. That's kind of still up in the air because we don't know when the Tamaya Championship Series finals are going to be. They're going to have the finals at the Plex, as far as I know. So hopefully it's either last weekend of August or maybe the first weekend of September. So August 20th uh, looks legit. And then September 17th. So keep that in mind that May 14th is a lock. That's the week after Mother's Day. That's traditionally when I've always tried to have our summer series start. So May 14th. And then uh, the truck series, you guys, we're going to do that again. That was a lot of fun. Uh, May 21st, June 25th, and August 6th, my sister's birthday. So I just wanted to go over that. I kind of jotted some stuff down while I was at work the other day, looking at uh, different dates and events and stuff like that. So uh, it should be really good. Looking at the chat, there's something that came up that I'd like to talk about. Uh, what do you think of the RB10? Does the Plex have good stock of replacement parts? Thinking about getting a 6.3D or RB10 so I can race with my son. A6 is fine because you know you got parts already and you know how to fix it. So my take on the RB10 is that I think we should start selling that more to Plexers as much as we sell like a Slash or say an Arm of Granite. And I basically break it down to people now in the store. I'm like, if you want to race and you think you're going to go through it, the RB10's for you because there's a lot of that car that is uh, the same plastic, same material as the six you know, line of cars. We do carry parts for it. I think we got arms, spindles, shock towers. A lot of it's B5 stuff that we've already had. So it didn't really take up a lot of space on the shelf to get parts in for that car. So I think that car out of the box with good tires on it. I'm next year's Enduro. I think I'm going to have an RB10. I think I'm going to try to run the Enduro with the RB10 and put good tires on it because it's a rear motor car. You can run a full-size battery pack. So if I get a couple like 8,000 milliamp hour batteries, I want to run the Enduro with it. I think it's made cool. So I actually drove one the other day. It was pretty good. I liked it. The winner is... Okay, results from this weekend. I'd like to go over that real quick. Tyler, the summer series is one race shorter. The way that I usually schedule the summer series is... At some point in the summer, either July or August, there's five weekends, right? And so I always try to squeeze in uh, another round in one of those months. And because July is that month, then it's already taken up what would traditionally have been our third round of the summer series. So it's going to be best four out of five. And I didn't want to overwhelm you guys with, uh, with race dates with that. Because, you know, the, the whole point of the summer series was to be basically once a month. If you weren't club racing weekly at our place, you could still enjoy the summer series by coming once a month. When we did the Nats, we tried to hammer all the summer series races before the Nats in August. And looking back on it, like we should have just left it alone and finished it in September like we always do. But we didn't. And then September got really lame. It like killed all the momentum for our race series. So 
I wasn't going to make that same mistake again. Now, if we would have had the Nats in August again, we probably wouldn't have had an August round at all and would have just went right to September. And I might have even stretched stretched it into October. But since we didn't get the Nats, you know, to be honest with you, we probably don't even need to do the Nats now if, the, if we're going to hold the INS in summer every year. You know, for me personally, like, why, you know? I might think about it again and try again, but just knowing that it would be in August when we're holding a July round of the INS. So we're already going to get a, you know, 300 entry race and, you know, some pros are going to come in and, you know, it's going to be a fairly big deal. You know, it's just one of those things. Why would you stress yourself out even more? Scheduling is tough too. Cause, cause there's stuff that I want to do personally. Like one year I scheduled the summer series around my mountain bike racing back when I was fit and was doing that here in Nebraska, every once in a while, you'll get, you'll get somebody that is bummed out. Cause you know, it got scheduled on say a dirt bike race or a, or Knoxville nationals, you know, something like that. And, and they can't make it. So it kind of ruins their whole deal. All in all, when it comes to scheduling for the, for the hobbyplex, I kind of have to just do what's best for the store and kind of not worry about a lot of that. You know, I kind of look at where some long-standing traditional races have been. But to be honest with you, nowadays, like the summer series is a long-standing traditional thing. So if anything, nowadays, I feel like other places should be looking at us and going, yeah, we don't want to put that right there because that's a summer series race, you know, or or that's an INS race or that's the pro tech race. You know, we don't want to, you know, if you, if you really want to try to get as many travel racers as you can, you probably should avoid being on top or even, you know, a week away from any of our longstanding original races. Right. So, okay. I want to go over results real fast. We had a really good weekend. We didn't race Friday because of Black Friday, and we were very busy uh, up in the store like we should be. There are some good coupons out there right now from Hobby Town Corporate that you can use at our store. So if you're not done Christmas shopping or if you haven't even started on it, you can take advantage of that. I think right now it's a $20 off $125 purchase. Let's say you need a new speed controller, right? Let's say you need a, uh, the new uh, Hobby Wing Just Stock Pro or whatever. I think they're $129. Bucks. There you go. Get 20 bucks off of that. It's like buying a hundred dollar ESC. Really, you know, now that I've been doing this for as long as I have, when it comes to the health of, of your local hobby store, you know, basically the month of November and December can really either in many ways make or break your local hobby store. So if you're not local to us, you watch your show from say, you know, Pennsylvania or something, and you have a local hobby shop, I would definitely recommend doing what you can as long as they're not douche canoes. You know, I, I, I've known some hobby, hobby stores where the, you know, they weren't going to last anyways, cause they were, they were not very nice to people. And uh, luckily I don't think that's us. So we really appreciate everybody's support. Of course, results. So we had, uh, how many entries did we have? So Thanksgiving weekend, we had 51 entries and I was pretty happy with that. You know, you never know when it comes to having races on the holidays. And in the past, we haven't raced on the Saturday after Thanksgiving, but nowadays I kind of feel like it's kind of far enough away from Thanksgiving itself. 
and it's the day after everybody's supposed to go out and go shop or whatever it is, you know, or watch football, at least for Nebraska. So I didn't really mind having it there. And we still had a good, good club race day. Um, not the biggest, certainly not the smallest. We had uh, lower mains and 13.5, expert and independent buggy, which is kind of par for the course now. Last week, we didn't have, we only had six 13.5 wheelers. This week, we had like 15 again, something in that range. So all in all, it was a really good day. We got done at a very reasonable time. I think our last race was at 6.30. You know, we start at 1.30. So that's, you know, five hours of racing. That's really good. Everybody did a really good job in on time. The track held up really well. I mean, just everything in general about what we got going on right now is positive. And that's, that's the way that we've tried to shape it. I'd say since like 2016, maybe something like that. We had a lot of kids kind of grow up and, and kind of leave the hobby. And, and for a little while there, you know, I was thinking, man, are we ever going to get back to the numbers that we were getting in like 2012 and stuff? You know, I was really worried there for a little bit. And I feel like the focus away from, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but the pros and the advanced racers and really focusing on the beginner racers, you know, bringing family Friday off-road as a thing instead of flame out Friday off-road. I think that really kind of helped turn the corner because it's a good night to bring your kids out and to race and, and you kind of, you kind of boot out the, you try to not boot out, but I guess, um, just have a different environment from the guys that would yell and scream and take it seriously to something where the yelling and screaming is coming from the kids having fun, you know? So it's kind of nice that even on a Thanksgiving weekend that we can have a really good uh, turnout for a club race. Plex back. So we had uh, Connor house taking the TQ. Carson Sanders got a solid second and Elliot Delaire from the fourth qualifying spot ended up finishing third. Isabella uh, flip places with him uh, for fourth Clancy and Chris Kinzer, Nick Chestnut and Jamie Peevler. Jamie actually wasn't there, but his dad didn't want him to miss out on the series. So he, uh, he paid for his entry. So that's fine. <laughs> I don't mind that at all. The battle here for third between Elliot, Isabella, Motega, Chris, and Nick was nuts. Like everybody would crash and then give up their spot and then crash again and then pick up their spot. I mean, it was, it was great. It really was. That being said, Connor was kind of gone. I think Connor's going to move up here. As soon as this is over, he'll move up to a uh, regular 13, five and, and 21, five. So then we had stadium trucks, stadium trucks, the weird one this year, you know, last year I raced stadium truck in the syndicate and we had two heats almost every single time, you know, 12 to 15 trucks. And this year we've had maybe three or four. And that kind of continues here. Chance roll with the TQ and win. Jake Poteet qualified second, finished second. DJ Williams qualified third, finished third. And Wyatt Lenners unfortunately broke in the very opening lap because he was only running one class. And I, that sucks when that happens. TJ actually had second for a little while. Jake and TJ finished six tenths of a second apart there at the end. So even Chance had kind of a, a weird uh, hiccup or two. And TJ was leading for a little bit. And then it sort of worked itself out about halfway through the race. So... Still a lot of fun, even though there's only four of them. Expert. We had uh, Chance Rolk taking the TQ in a win. Mike Sanders finished second. John Bairdine finished third. You know, it probably should have been closer. Chance Rolk kind of just drove away from everybody. And Mike and John were pretty close for a majority of that race. But first and second were kind of locked in. John dropped down hard 
at the second second lap and then had to just work his way up and this that was the big comeback of the day because he was dead last i think after that first uh, first lap so he worked himself all the way back up to third in six minutes and then Corey Tannehill had to bump ended up finishing. janet peevler was fifth phil palmer was sixth tj williams was seventh and jake poteet was eighth and then mod uh mod was pretty crazy they're kind of talking about it in the chat here ethan delaire you know at this point i don't even worry about ethan like he's going to drive away from everybody to be honest with you there's not anybody on his level on carpet locally he's just he's got us by his fast lap was a 12-4 and i think the next fastest lap was a 12-8 or 12-9 from jackson or caden you know so he's got us by almost a half second per lap and uh you know the best you can do is hope to be on the lead same lap as him i guess that didn't happen here but that's kind of what i was shooting for i was like all right i just if i can just be on the same lap i'll be good um, and then I ended up getting lapped with like two minutes left to go, I think, or something like that. All these races were on the uh, YouTube live stream. It's actually got, I think, 250 plus views, which is a little bit higher uh, than the normal playbacks. So I finished second. I ended up in second about a minute in and then just sort of held everybody off. Uh, I almost gave it away, but Caden also crashed at the same time. And since I crashed first, I got the Marshall first. So it kind of just worked itself out. For me personally, I need to keep doing that. Get just getting seconds and I guess maybe hoping Ethan breaks or something if I want to get a win. I'm not saying that I, I couldn't, but let's be real here. I probably can't uh, compete for the actual win head to head with Ethan right now on carpet. David Peevler finished third. He was fast all day. All of us were were right on the edge of, of being on the same lap as Ethan and qualifying. Me, David, Caden, Jackson. Aiden Olson, but I just crashed less in the main, basically. Caden Bairding snuck around Jackson Anderson on the very last lap to get fourth. They finished four tenths of a second apart. I watched it on video to see what happened. And uh, yeah, that was brutal. Brutal for Jackson because he was basically in third. And then in the next thing you know, he's in fifth. So Jackson finished fifth. Aiden Olson, again, here from uh, Thanksgiving out of college for, for the weekend, uh, came to race with us. And uh, again, he qualified, he was qualifying high up there and then ended up qualifying fifth, kind of finished sixth. And then Alex Vanderbeek showed up to the last second with no practice. I don't know what he had for a setup on his car, but it took him two rounds of qualifying to kind of figure it out uh, a little bit. And then in the main, he was right behind me for a little while. Then he was right behind David for a little while. And then the next thing you know, uh, I ended up driving around the yellow car while he was upside down on the straightaway to put a lap on him. So he just needs more practice on the carpet. Uh, I think it's been quite a while uh, since he's actually raced on the carpet. So, uh, And then Mitchell Pavel finished eighth. And uh, that was Mod. I think the first three minutes, second through seventh, were basically a straightaway apart. I mean, it was intense. And that's the first time in a long time that I've shaken. Like after the race was over, uh, my adrenaline was pumping so much that I actually started to shake a little bit. And uh, that normally doesn't happen. So that's how close and exciting of a race it was. I got to say, I know I've said it on here before, but, you know, we are truly blessed. I mean, we're one of the few. <laughs> Look at LiveRC's results from the top tracks that you know of around the country. OCRC, SDRC, NorCal Hobbies, Fastlane, who else? Thunder Road, anywhere like that. 
we are one of the few places that has a consistent mod class. And, and that's on the dirt and on the carpet, right? One of the very few places. And to be honest with you, if we didn't race mod, I mean, I would probably race expert stock, but I wouldn't like it, right? I love racing modified. Modified two-wheel buggy is such a pure RC car racing class that, that that's why it's my favorite because it's so difficult. The speed is fast. You're controlling something that shouldn't be able to get be controlled, especially on carpet, right? And I've got a 5.5 five in my car. So I just, I don't know. We are super lucky uh, to be able to have a mod class. And to be honest with you, also, that makes all of us better. The fact that we get to race mod every single week, nonstop. And on carpet, it's so hard that when we go back to sun, when we go back to dirt on the big track, all of us that have been racing weekly on the carpet, we're going to think it's easy because it kind of feels that way. When you get back to the big track, as long as your car's got some traction, your tire setup's good, that big track is going to feel slow. So I'm really thankful that you guys uh, come every week to race mod with us, with me. So um, off my soapbox now. Uh, independent two-wheel uh, two drive buggy, TJ Williams taking the TQ and a win, kind of by a lot in this one. Phil Palmer, Josh McMullen, Ronnie Wint, Lance Murray, good finish there for Lance, Rod Case, Andrew Thomas, and Derek Prainer. This is Derek's official first day main. He bumped up from the B. I think he just started racing last week. And his he got a Losi car. His car's looking really good on the carpet. And then 13.5 Wheeler was our last race. I had to move some stuff around just to make sure we had uh, enough marshals for everybody. Chance got another TQ and a win. John Berding with a solid second. Jackson Anderson raced 13.5 this week, finished third. Sanders was fourth. Ronnie Wint was fifth. Andrew Thomas was sixth. Jana Peevler was seventh. David Peevler was eighth. Yes, John, you're right. I did do that. And luckily it's buried in there. So, so there you go. There's your races. And since we don't have uh, anything on Friday or Sunday and we got a little bit of time, I'm going to go to the points real fast because the point series is finally starting to kind of take shape. I'm going to talk about it a little bit here. So where's the Saturday at? There we go. All right. So points, let's talk points syndicate off-road syndicate. Coolest name for a point series in all of RC. So in 13.5, now remember you get three drops. So we have, I believe it's 10 races. You get three drops. Chance Rolk right now is leading 13.5 Wheeler. He missed the first three weeks in this class, but then has had two wins and a TQ in second. So he's got 302 points. John Berding has missed two weeks. He's got a 95 in there. That's the difference between... It's two points. So uh, then Mike Sanders is back there in third. He's about four points off. John Kinzer didn't race this weekend. He's one point off Mike. Nathan Hogan-Miller, he has missed three weeks straight now. So hopefully that's it. Um, he'll be able to come back and race the rest of them and not get tossed at 293. So that middle pack basically from third to fifth is pretty close. It might even tighten up as we get a couple more weeks in. Uh, then you got David Peevler in six, Ronnie Wint, Joe Schnoes, Andrew Thomas, and Lance Murray right now is four points ahead of Jana for 10th place. And then in stadium truck, you got those four. Uh, Chance Rolk, pretty big lead over TJ Williams. TJ's got one point over Jake Poteet. So that's probably going to be the race to watch, basically, between those two. Plexpec's pretty cool. Like I said, Connor Hausch kind of has, has a hold on this one. 
He's uh, he's won four weeks now, and he's got a 93 his first week out that he raced. So basically, seven out of ten. So if he's got if he gets two more wins and TQ and wins, there's no chance anybody else is gonna get him. We might just force him to race 13.5 in January. <laughs> so no sandbagging. But if you if you if you basically, I think if you get like second or more for the next two races, then you pretty much got it locked up. Carson Sanders has a three-point lead. Uh, Jimmy Peebler's got one point over Ryan Nemec. Nemec wasn't here this weekend. Isabella McMullen and Sawyer Haley are tied right now for fifth. Elliot Dallaire has officially missed too many races, but he's still showing on the points. Then Nick, Chris, and Lakota. Expert stock. You got Mike Sanders and Chance Rolk in a tie. Chance missed those first three weeks of racing, so he's got no room for error. And Mike has missed two, and he has got a 98 uh, for a low score. And Chance's low score right now is a 97. So that's kind of where the the tiebreak comes into play at. John Bairding, only one point behind him. So that three, those three racers are going to be battling for the win here in expert stock. A little ways back is Jake Poteet, Joe Snows, Corey Tannehill, Jana Peeler, TJ Williams, Nate Hogan-Miller, and Daniel Bender right now has a two-point lead for 10th. We're only giving away awards down to third, so... It's more about pride points than anything when it comes to the rest of the field. Uh, independent buggy, you got TJ Williams with a three-point lead over Joe Snows. Joe wasn't here this weekend. Neither was Nate Hogan-Miller. Uh, he's only one point behind Joe. Uh, Bender's only one point behind Nate. And Phil is only one point right now behind Daniel. So that is a very tight race for independent buggy. That's going to be a lot of fun the rest of the way. Um, Josh McMullen right now shown in sixth. And then Ronnie Wint, Rod Case, Lance Murray, and Andrew Thomas breaking into the top 10. We've had 22 different independent buggy participants. That's pretty cool. Mod two-wheel drive. Ethan Delaire's got, got a big lead, five points over the rest of the field. His three drops are, are basically no-shows, so he's got no room for error, though. So if he's got a bad break or something like that, that could tighten up. Brian Burns sitting second with 298. Jackson at 296. I'm at 296. I'm tied with Jackson, but I have the the two missing races, which means that I've got the lower tie break. Caden Bairding is behind us, one point back in fifth. And then David Peevler is about four points off of Caden. Mitchell Pavel, Dayton Mosier, and I think it showed Aiden, but all those guys I think have missed too many weeks. So basically right now there's seven uh, eligible in the points. I think the race for second and third is really going to tighten up once uh, we get a few more races in. And that's going to be very interesting to see how that works out. Okay. There are some questions in the chat that we'll get to. For now, we'll do our pivot break really quick and then come back, hit the chat, and then we'll go. And now, a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group. Today is May 10th, 2021, and we are excited to talk about our lock and shop program that just launched from Pivot about 60 days ago. This allows you to actually lock your interest rate in on a home that you haven't found yet for a long period of time and a small deposit. So if you are in the market to purchase and you're concerned about the interest rate fluctuation, which you know, we've, we've seen this going up four months ago, 
Uh, we were 50 basis points or half a point lower than where we're at today in the market. Take advantage of this program and we're hoping to offer it for the remainder of this year. If you have any questions on it, please give me a call 402-881-5951 or shoot me a text 402-881-5951. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277-589. Pivot NMLS 109-995. Oh, I forgot to mention that I finally, finally started building the SCX10, SC24, SCX24 course at the Plex. So uh, I am going to really hit it hard tomorrow because I got really nothing to do on the track, on the dirt track. Um, That's next week when we get ready for the Techno Series. So tomorrow I'm really going to hit it hard. We should have at least part of an operational actual SCX24 course. I would hope maybe by the end of the week. If uh, basically I'm doing these, these two by four foot panels and uh, I got one panel kind of already kind of started. I need to cover it with some plaster cloth, paint it, and then make sure that there's traction and grip and stuff. I really like what we're doing with that. The best video that the Hobby Plex Show YouTube channel has ever had, I, it's got like 60,000 views or something like that now. And it's a nine minute video of the crawler course that I did downstairs the 110 scale crawler course well the thing is like last year nobody really came in and used it and so we were kind of struggling a little bit for pit space the ins last year i know that uh the techno series a couple weeks ago i mean we were right on the edge of running out of pit spots so i've come up with this idea of being able to add eight more pit spots in that whole area while still having a crawler course so when we don't need the crawler course we can pick up these panels they're going to be really light too which is nice we can pick up these panels and we can store them somewhere. And then when the races are over, we can take those panels and we can put them right back. So pit space would be a little bit less of a problem going forward. Definitely cleaned up the area too. I don't know if any of you guys that are on the chat right now were there on like last Friday, but we actually laid down carpet over the top of that a couple of years ago. And then this is the first time that we ever picked it up. It had like a quarter inch of dirt underneath of it. Fine, like dust. You know that dust we get all over the place? And because, because we have a dirt track connected to us, just think of that not being shop back every Tuesday like I do for like three years straight. That's what, that's what was there. It was nasty. It was bad. It like got into my teeth. Like when I'm like picking it up and moving it and it, I could like taste it and it was all gritty and stuff. So it was terrible, but it's cleaned up now and, uh, and it's going to be really nice when it's all done. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Just one more thing for me to spend a ridiculous amount of money on is uh, SCX24 hop-up, so. Hmm? Hmm? Oh, yeah? Do you have one? Chat. Let's get into the chat. Uh, Jackson says he would make the show more interesting just saying and annoying. I would I would go on the side of annoying if I had you on. I was actually thinking on the way here, because I got, I got told that Will wasn't going to be here while I was on the road to come here, which is like a 20-minute drive. And I'm like, crap, what am I going to do? So I started thinking about who... Maybe I could send a link to and get them on the show. And Jackson, you will know that you actually did come up in my mind. And then I went, eh, nah. What do people line the inside of nitro bodies to keep the fuel from eating the paint? So there's, I can't remember what it's called, but there is this like chrome looking tape that's made. And it's almost like a heat tape. And I think, I think either Kyosho makes it 
or there's a generic version, then it's used for something else, but it just gets cut up in there. And I will have to look for it. I don't remember what it's called, but I know what it looks like. It's this chrome looking heat tape. Maybe somebody in the chat can tell us. We'll see what happens when we get down there. Is the slipper eliminator worth money? Worth the money? No, I don't like slipper eliminators. I think you're better off using your slipper clutch. So Nick Nuthouse made deer jerky and he brought it to the Plex. I had some of your deer sausage with the cheese in it. That was phenomenal. And then, of course, the jerky, the jerky that I took, Emerson and I and Gretchen all shared some today and it was really, really good. I love deer season. Peter was surprised that Will's not here <laughs> in the chat. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Uh, Chris Hardison said I should listen to the audio books of uh, Picard, book one and two. Yeah. When I like to listen to stuff is when I'm working on the track because I'm usually by myself. I got my headphones on while I'm on the tractor. That's always a good time. I think I listened to the Ahsoka audiobook once when I was building a track. So I might, I might look into that. Maybe I can get that done. Jackson says, J Concepts released a sidewall support for one-tenth buggy and eighth buggy tires today. I did see something about that. I'm going to get in there and order them tonight when I get home for the store and uh, see what happens. So I think for a track like ours, out on the dirt, when uh, the grip really comes up like it does, probably a good thing to have. Because, you know, we've been gluing the outside of the front tires for a while now when the grip comes up. So I can see that also being useful just to keep the outside edge really hard. So it just skips over stuff instead of uh, getting into the cracks and everything. Cameron Hale, he also agrees that it was freaking cold in February this year. Yes, yes, it was. We talked about the summer series being uh, five races instead of six of this season and probably all the seasons going forward now, as long as we have the INS race in, in July. Again, I don't want to overwhelm you guys with our race dates and all that stuff because I know your time and your money is precious to you. So we don't want to have to make things too crazy for everybody. I think Andy and TJ and John Haas, uh, I think Will. Who else did I see down there? Dustin Hosick, Alex Vanderbeek. Um, they all came and practiced on Sunday. Since we didn't have anything going on, they got in some good track time. Did water the track. Sunday night before I went home just because some of the doors were open. So Peter Renault on here. He's one of our Patreon members. Yay! Same with the live, live stream on Saturday. Had it all. Heard a Lions joke. Uh, big, huge fro song and all the swear words. <laughs> I've got to watch the swear words. I, I, I even let one slip. I forgot that I'm right next to the camera when it was going. So that's not a good thing. Daniel wants to know if I'm going to try out the wall supports from J Concepts. And I don't know. Maybe. I'm going to let Will use them first and then I'll, then I'll figure out what I'm going to do. So that's how that usually works. I let Will do all that stuff. And then I just copy what he's doing or not like our setups on our cars are completely different. So I don't always copy everything. Bill Noresco, what's your current color scheme for your bills? Depends on how much time I have. I think you're talking about the body. So my Schumacher car, for instance, is all white. And that's only because um, I wanted to run it and I didn't have the Schumacher bodies with its own body and I didn't have anything that fit it other than what came with it. And I don't paint. That's part of the hobby that I really suck at and, and I don't like doing. So I, all my bodies that I have, my, my, my red, white, and black color scheme, my gives my, my friend who paints them for me, 
and I let him go from there. So usually if I do something like my crawler stuff, I'll usually paint my own bodies and it's, it's a white, red, black kind of color scheme. A lot of it comes from a lot of my uh, crawling stuff and a lot of my short course stuff that I've done comes from the fact that I'm, I'm a, I always was a huge Roger Mears fan. So I always like the red, white, and blue Nissan. That's kind of where my colors came from originally. So yeah, my crawler stuff's kind of that way. My race cars though, normally I give the bodies to my buddy who paints them for me. I got to pay him of course, but if I'm lazy or if I'm in a hurry, unfortunately they usually get one shots and that's usually white, plain and simple. Again, cause I suck at it. I suck at painting. I, that being said, I've got, what do I got going on? I still have to build my regulator clod buster. I think I'm going to use Traxxas GTR shocks for that. I still have to build my uh, Vanquish Phoenix. I've had that for almost a month now and I haven't built it yet. And then I'm going to be getting a B3.6 here for dirt pretty soon again. I have to build that one. Oh, and I got a monster beetle that I'm going to build and put on the shelf too. And that I've had for like two years in a box. So I have a whole bunch of stuff lined up for, for what I'm going to be building. And most of it, some of it I'm going to be making videos on. The Regulator and Vanquish for sure. Maybe maybe the Monster Beetle, um, but not the B6.3. You guys have all seen that already. So, Oh, Will Brenton is on the chat talking about what's going on. So basically, okay, so he's talking about it now. So we'll talk about it here real quick. Basically, he, had, he was having a nosebleed before we were getting going, and it wouldn't stop. So his nose just kept on bleeding out. So he couldn't be on the show tonight. So they're going to try to cauterize it, it sounds like. So they're going to stick something really hot up there, jam it up there, and, and stop the bleeding, which sounds extraordinarily crazy and scary glad it's not me so hopefully feels better he hasn't texted me anything recently could you just imagine getting something like hot stuck up your nose i couldn't at all it would not be my thing that'd be terrible what changes are you planning for the techno series next week so next week's going to be a crazy week so the first techno series the track for that was actually built about three weeks prior uh, we just rode with it. This one, I am going to change the landing after the the middle jumps, the step on triple. Uh, we're going to be going diagonal back to the step up to get on the dirt oval. We're going to be using the entire section of the middle of dirt oval, and then we're going to be turning around and coming back towards us into the pits. So there may or may not be a whoop section now in the middle of the oval, which the oval guys are going to be all ticked off about. Maybe, I don't know. They just don't have to go there, right? And then I think we're going to do a big, a big fat roller after the step on or step on triple. And there's going to be a big roller and you'll kick back to the, to the backside. So, um, only changing one or two things, but we kind of got to keep it fresh. Plus it helps the dirt keep traction and stuff too. So yeah, next week's going to be nuts. And it's going to be one of those deals where I'm there all night, Monday and all day, Tuesday. Um, and probably going in, you know, probably finish it on Wednesday night after I get done working. So Peter Renault, what is the scooter bike I'm getting? It's called a Honda Navi. The more that I watch on it. So all these YouTubers finally got a chance to go ride it and uh, they did a video on it. Most of them came out this week. And uh, the more that I see about it, the more happy and excited I'm getting. So I wanted to know really how fast it actually went. And uh, they had that thing going 55 on a, on a 50, 55 mile per hour road, they had it barely getting up to 55. I mean, it was really struggling and I know that I weigh a lot. So if it can get up to 50 
you know, or 45, I'm good because the road that takes that the road that I'm going to take from my house to the hobbyplex, it's speed limit is 45, which we all know we don't do the speed limit. So if I can, if I can do 50 on it, dude, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be riding that almost every day that I can saving gas money, not putting miles on my truck. Ah, oh, I'm just, I cannot wait for spring this year. I'm beyond excited, uh, for spring. Hey, let me stop you right there just for a second. Yeah. Will, can you hear us? Yeah, I, I think I can. Oh, we got Will uh, on the show. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Can Alex, or I can't hear Alex. Oh, you can't? Uh-uh. Oh. I got Will on the phone. No. I hear him, like, in the background. Oh, really? Hey, Will. Alex said, hey, Will. Hey. Okay. Well, uh, hey, if anybody wants to know what happened to me tonight... I was at home minding my own business, and uh, I got like a really bad nosebleed, and uh, I went to the emergency room to have it carterized. <laughs> Dude, it sounds so, it sounds like it. Like you sound like you've got said, a stuffy nose. I, I sent Alex a, pic, a picture of the my my bloody stuff. <laughs> it was so gross. I had to share it with him. So, so apparently, Will uses tampons to. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I'll use like one of my wife's tampons and stick a tampon on my nose. Well, I, I mean, bled through like like uh, four or three of them. I, mean, it's, it, I add one every time I I tell the story, but that's yeah. So now we're up to like five. So that, I bled through like five of them. That, that's what they're designed uh, for. It's like just like geyser style blood, like like Evil Dead style blood running out my nose, and yeah, so they like. Like put a thing up there and like made it so it didn't bleed no more. And they told me to use like Afrin nose spray. Like, isn't that habit forming? I don't know. It is habit forming. Oh. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, I was like, all right, all right. Well, I guess I'm using this for the rest of my life. I had an aunt who used nose spray all the time, and it turns out it was actually just cocaine. What? What did Alex say? I can't hear him. Uh, he said. <laughs> 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 he said he had an aunt who used nose spray, but uh, later found out it was just cocaine. <laughs> yeah. That's a true story, by the way. My Aunt Kay. All right. I guess I, get, I decided to get on tonight for my fans. I'm still, I'm actually driving by right now. But anyway, I, I just thought I'd, I'd try to drop in for, for everybody that wants to hear from me. Yeah, this has been weird without him, to be honest with you. Okay. I'll, I'll just. I would say it's been really weird without you. Oh, I'm sure. I bet it's just like Garth when uh, Wayne got fired from Wayne's World. Yeah. I'm having a good time. Not. <laughs> All right. Thanks, All right. Will. Well, yep. See you guys later. All right. Bye. All right. Well, hopefully that came through on the, uh, on the, on the YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. There's people saying on here, Will. So they they heard it. Yeah. Something about duct tape for doing home duct work. Oh, Daniel was the one that was asking about the slipper eliminator. I'm sorry. I don't think so. I think slipper eliminators just make your diff go bad. And I guess if you got a gear diff, then it probably doesn't matter. But I don't know. Nick Nuthouse, what parts should I keep handy to fix the SX24? Honestly, all you really need are motors. Those things don't really break, but the motors go bad. And we actually just got some hot racing SCX24 heat sinks. Motor heat sinks that clip onto the motor. We'll see if those keep people's motors from blowing up. Because basically the motors get really hot. 
and they're so tiny that they wear out really fast. So honestly, just the motors, you don't really see them break that much. Jackson's wondering if those new J concept sidewall things would work on carpet tires. I don't think so. I think they're, I think, I think carpet tires fit so tight onto our wheels that I don't think, I, I doubt they would work. Peter says he wants to build a Tamiya Frog. Yeah. There's, I'm still, I'm still waiting on the re-release of the King Cab, the Nissan King Cab. If they re-release that and I could buy one, I'd be so happy because the amount of money that people want for a nice King Cab on eBay is ridiculous. It's stupid. And even somebody as hardcore of a fan as I am, I wouldn't pay that much money for a Roger Mears Nissan King Cab from Tamiya. Okay. We got through the chat. We talked about results. We talked about our upcoming schedule. I think we're good. I'm going to go home a little bit early tonight. It's going to be nice. Yeah. There you go. This show is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. Mention our show to Don Zoller or Aiden Nelson's dad. And uh, you can get yourself 0.125 interest rate reduction or $500 lender credit. Your choice. Okay. We had, I think we had at one point like 29 viewers tonight with me all by myself. Let's see. So this weekend, we've got uh, Family Friday, Off-Road on Friday. We have uh, the Carpet Off-Road Syndicate on Saturday. And I think we have On-Road, actually, on Sunday. I think that completes the December round uh, of On-Road, actually. And then the week after that's Dirt Oval, I think. I don't know. Uh, Sundays are such a blur to me because I'm either working or I'm off. I never really get involved in that. Oh, by the way, my birthday is December 3rd, this Friday. So you should all come out for Family Friday Off-Road. And there may or may not be cupcakes. So I'm going to be 43. 43. Yeah. 43. Wow. Uh, That's it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, We'll try to do an after hours this week. I don't really have anything going on. I think Thursday, as long as I don't get too stressed out at work, we should be uh, be doing something. So be there Friday. I'll I'll be racing e-buggy on Friday. Uh, There'll probably be an after hours show Thursday. We haven't had one in the last couple of weeks because two weeks ago, I got off of work like super late and I honestly just didn't feel like it. And then last week was Thanksgiving, obviously. So there you go. Okay, for real now, I'm going to take off. I will see you guys later. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm glad you're all uh, part of our show. Make sure that you subscribe, like, tell your friends if you haven't. We'll be going. Bye.